I Suck at Dating with Dean Ungler, an iHeartRadio podcast. We still have not worked in the plus Jared and Vanessa into that yet. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. I'm Dean Ungler, joined in studio by the lovely, incredible Jared Highbond. Oh, I thought you were going to introduce Vanessa with that. Uh, well, Vanessa's oh, not in studio. So well, I'm as... not in studio, that's why. And oh. there she is. Hello, Vanessa. How are you? I miss you guys. We miss you, too. Where are you right now? Uh, right now, I'm in beautiful Montreal. It's not so beautiful today. It's actually a little bit gloomy, and it was raining all day yesterday. But when I landed back in Montreal last, so when was it? I think it was over the weekend. It was warmer in Montreal than it was in L.A. when I left, and I'm, which is surprising because Montreal is always, you know, you never, it's, the temperature is always on and off, but we're having such a great summer here. I'm really happy to be back, but I do miss you guys. We do miss you here as well. Um, it's a little bit lonelier here in the studio, but mm-hmm. we're very happy to have you call in. We are happy to call in. And Vanessa, I just imagine you calling us from uh, sitting on the toilet right now. That's all I I'm imagining. After your last comment I'm where you're like, like well, well, I leave the door open when I go to the bathroom with uh, significant others. Now I'm just imagining you, uh, you know, on the phone, on the toilet. <laughs> Well, unfortunately, I cannot do that because I'm on a landline and I can't meet uh, you guys. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm in the process. Oh, uh, yeah. The muting is important yeah, in very between important. pinches. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Well, exactly. anyways, Vanessa, yes, we definitely miss you here in studio. We um, do miss you. But we do appreciate you being able to call in. I know you said that hopefully the calling in will be able to take a back seat and we can have you on a mic or something like that and we can kind of figure that whole situation out. We'll figure but, it out. In the you mean- guys hear me well? No, we can only eh, really okay. hear every other word. Um, but, joking. We hear you well. But, okay. uh, but yeah, so, so Vanessa, as I think you were made aware from Mark or Jared, uh, we're going to jump into a little bit about um, exes. Exes. Ooh. Exes. Friends with exes. And I know you said that you had uh, heard some news about Kate Spade, if you want to share that later on as well. But Oh, my God. I was so devastated. I don't yeah. know how I heard the news, but it happened. Well, it came out like six minutes after. And I was bawling my eyes out, A, because, well, first of all, Kate Spade, um, she was found dead in her apartment in New York. And I was just at a store yesterday, and I was looking at all of her products, and her, she has so many cool things, and she's such a, uh, a legend when it comes to, like, creativity and just everything that she's done. Um, and she was 55, and I think she has, like, a, a little girl of 13 years old or something, and it just broke my heart. Yeah, it's really tragic. The entire circumstances revolving around the situation are, are very sad, and our hearts definitely yeah. go out to the family. Oh, Always gone too soon. I did read up a little bit on it. Definitely <laughs> is tragic. Um, really tragic. Yeah, sending our sending our best to their friends and family and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, but, absolutely. But, Vanessa, this this first segment, I think, uh, is actually an appropriate question for you, just because it's kind of been a topic that we Appropriate or inappropriate? Appropriate. Appropriate, because oh, it's something that we... anything ever appropriate with you guys? Okay, go ahead. Something we've talked about in the past a little bit. Can you be friends with the next... Um, okay, so I actually, so I find this, like, really fun that I'm doing this from home because, you know, how old school I am with my um, notebook that I come in and I cut and paste all my paperwork, mm-hmm. and now I have all my notes on my laptop, and I'm like, oh, I feel so, like, new school. Wow, anyway, you're so, so millennial right now. <laughs> I know, exactly. So I, okay, my thoughts on being friends with an ex is, Absolutely. I think, um, well, okay, I'm friends with most of all of my exes. Are you friends with Nick? I mean, I'm defined friends. Like, I'm on good terms with Nick. There we go. That's a good. You know, ever he would need anything, I would definitely pick up the phone. Sorry? I said that's very nice. Yeah, well, I would, I mean, listen, 
things don't work out for a reason. And I, for me, at least, it takes me a little bit to get over the situation and to process it and not to have any form of emotion or um, romantic ties to that person in order to be able to be there for them as a friend and not have any ulterior motive attached to it. And I, um, I think for, for we all process breakups differently. And for me, I like to cry for a week if I need to and be really sad for a shorter amount of time and be able to get it out of my system in order to move on and be able to be there for the person later on. But also it depends on how, like, things um, ended off with your significant other. You know, it's like... Yeah, I think it's all depending on circumstances. I'm going to kind of take a devil's advocate approach and say that you really shouldn't be friends with your ex. I know that sounds very so? hypocritical, obviously, with my situation Wait, with Ashley. Yep. Yeah, this is Jared saying this. Jared is saying that I, okay, I think no, you can I, be... I can't distinguish between you guys. Okay, yeah, no. so you can, I think you can be friends with an ex, but should you be friends with an ex, I think is a different question. And I'm not sure if you should be. And if you are friends with an ex, there has to be borders. And there has Listen, to be I just... Absolutely can, we, can we take a step back for a second? You can't distinguish between the two of us, Vanessa? No, I could. I could. I that's could, upsetting. I'm so excited. Oh, oh well, that's... All right, doing. pick up where we left off. I didn't mean to interject. <laughs> well, I meant to interject, but I didn't mean to get us wait, off topic. <laughs> um, wait, okay. So, no, I, I, I agree with you. I think that it's hard sometimes to just cut a person out of your life completely. And when um, who was it that called in and we were talking to them about, like, the different stages that you go through after a breakup? And I think it's important to distinguish, like, okay, if, do I want to be friends with this person because my motive is to get a reaction out of them and for them to want me back and become the chase? And, you know, if that's your motive, then absolutely not. Don't be friends with your ex. But if your motive is to just end off on um, be able to find a way to be on good terms, that's always my goal. My goal is you know, let me, if I need to hate you for a little bit and hate myself for a little bit and be sad and be mad and love you and go through all those stages, I need to go through all those stages. But my ultimate goal at the end is to be able to be neutral with that person and forgive them, forgive myself or whatever has happened and still be able to be there for them. I'm not saying like, I'm going to call all my exes after I'm done the podcast today. I'm not on I'm not on those terms with my exes. You're not going to call all your exes after this podcast? I am. No, I mean. <laughs> but that's no, actually that's... funny that you mentioned that because on hold right now, we have the four most recent of your exes. Yeah. And we're going. We're going to bring them on the podcast and talk all about you and your pooping habits. Um, <laughs> Vanessa, I do love how you pronounce important. God, I love that. The okay. enunciation. Vanessa, coffee, would you ever, have you ever hooked up with an ex? No. Never. Not once in your no. entire life. Be no, honest no, no, with no. us. This nope, is the format nope, nope, for nope. honesty. No, I swear, I've never hooked up with an ex. Dean, have you? Yes, have you? Yes. Okay, so Vanessa, do you feel like you want to change your answer now? That <laughs> do you feel a little more comfortable <laughs> now that we've been honest? I am being honest. I haven't. Um, I haven't hooked up with an ex. I just. I don't want to. I'm also. Which brings me like to the next. I think topic that we were going to talk about, but it's going to be like all messed up right now. Having sex with someone for me is. <laughs> Where are you going with this? <laughs> Well, no, you're saying like hooking up with someone. I'm not going to, I don't know how to casually hook up with someone. And it's funny because there's a song. Wait, you've never. Oh, I'm sorry. There's a song by Marshmallow and what's her name that came out. And I'm like, oh my God, I cannot relate to this song. Who was it? Marshmallow and Anne-Marie. It's called Friends by Marshmallow and Anne-Marie. And she's talking about basically uh, the gist of it is, you know, being hookup friends for 
lack of a better term because I don't want to use the F word. But I, like, I don't know. I've never fun had buddies. someone. We'll call that them fun buddies. Fun buddies. <laughs> what? We'll call them fun buddies for the sake of this uh, buddies, context. There you go. So, yeah. Anyway. Um, I think there is a difference between being friends with an ex and being on good terms with an ex. And I think that's a good thing to know and distinguish. Because being friends oh, yeah. with an ex, right. I think it's difficult to really not. Exes are your comfortable zone, right? They're your comfort, and Com- so like com- they're they're your they're comfortable to you. I can't speak. They're I'm your sorry. comfort. They're, they're your comfort. I love comfort, um, <laughs> and so it's very easy just to jump back into a relationship that you're comfortable with, and I think that's when an ex presents, right? You know them, you're comfortable with them. It's easy, um, and so a lot of times when you're friends with your ex, I think you kind of just kind of slide right back into being in a relationship with them. I do think there is a difference between being friends with an ex and being on good terms with an ex because also, say you start dating someone new, isn't it kind of awkward to say that you're still really good friends with the person that you just dated and having to introduce them? And then, like, of course, that's going to put pressure on the new relationship and put pressure on her or him to, like, kind of measure up to the ex a little bit. I just... There just has to be some uh, borders put up, I think, if you want to be friends with an ex. I don't know where you're um, about that. I thing. agree with you. I think, yeah, I think that's what uh, I had a hard time distinguishing between the, the definition of a friend and the definition of being on good terms with someone. I've been in a situ- I, I've been in a situation before where I, because I'm the same way. I like to kind of maintain formal formalities with pleasantries with uh former girlfriends granted you know i've had what three serious girlfriends in my life i'm not in constant contact with any of them Mm -hmm. so i guess to that point i'm not necessarily friends with them as i would call the as the typical definition of a friend but i do like Mm -hmm. to remain on good terms and i i even um it's funny enough because obviously we've talked about this and i think even a couple weeks ago was I was at a wedding and two of my exes were happened to have been at that wedding and I was talking to one of them the the mm-hmm. one that I did before going on the this. show and she had mentioned how she's like yeah like I had to block you on Instagram your phone number all that kind of stuff not because I hate you or dislike you but just because it's hard to be friends with someone that you've dated because sometimes the feelings are still there especially you're in the public eye it's a little different you know yeah. Oh yeah, and there's definitely something to be said about that too. Is like obviously like her and I broke up, and then she was forced to see my picture kind of more often than she would have had I not done the Bachelorette and totally. then Bachelor in Paradise, Bachelor Winter Games. And everybody wants to know who you're dating. Yeah. It's kind of a hard. You can't really escape well, it. It's not easy for I, an ex like that. I think that's what's hard about like dating nowadays with like people being addicted to like Facebook or like obsessed with <laughs> Instagram. It's hard. I think it's a lot easier to quote unquote. Um, stay in touch with an ex without them actually knowing, but it's also a lot messier for your emotional and mental well-being. Like, I, um, it takes, like, I think for me, there's no, there's no real formula to getting over someone or there's no real formula to ending up on good terms with someone you dated. I think it's important to be on good terms with someone that you dated. They were in your, in your, in your life for a reason. And, um, at least for me, I don't like holding on to any form of grudges towards people that I've dated. Um, but you're right, Jared. I don't think it's the smartest thing to be friends to that level with someone that you've dated, um, especially when you're bringing in someone new into your romantic life. It could it could get a little bit sticky. Of course. And like the thing about an ex is you share so many intimate moments with that person, very important moments within your life. So, of course, you want to be very nice. And if you guys break up, you're like, well, we still can be friends. But I think the nicer thing to do 
better than being friends is to be honest, right? right. Especially with something like love, you, the most important thing you want is honesty. And after you guys break up, usually when there's a breakup, one person still wants to be in the relationship and the other person doesn't. And so it's usually the person that does want to be in the relationship that says like, I still want to be friends because they might be clinging on to something that mm-hmm. you... I think it's the opposite sometimes. I think it... Yes, but... It's the person that doesn't want to be in the relationship that says, let's be friends. And the other one that says, sorry, we can't because if we do stay friends, I'll want to stay in a relationship with you. But it's also well, the person. I like it sometimes it's the other way. It's like, let's say, Jared, if you're, if we were dating and you broke up with me, I'd probably be like, oh, well, let's stay friends so that. Well, what I- I'm saying is, is like, if I'm like, say I'm the one, say Dean and I are breaking up. Ooh. Dean's breaking up with me. Of course Why I would. And so no way would you, no way would Jared ever want to break up with me. I'm freaking perfect. Duh. <laughs> and so Dean, if you broke up with me, you'd say, Hey, but I still want to be friends. Right. Yes. And as someone who still wants to be with you, because I thought things were going well, I would say, yes, I still want to be friends because I'm still want you in no, my no, life no, no, and no, I'm no, clinging no, on to something. No. First of all, you would be heartbroken from me breaking up well, with you. Obviously, and you I'd would be say, devastated and I'd cry for a week like Vanessa said. You would say, friends, I can't be your friend. I love you. I need to separate and cut myself off completely from you, but Dean. I, I agree, but I don't think a lot of people would say that. I think a lot of people would say, okay, as long as I keep them in my life, I think I'll be okay because there's still a chance. No, trust me. If I broke up with you, Jared, <laughs> you would be so heartbroken and devastated, you would have no choice but to cut me out of your life. He's very humble, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Don't let this one segment change your mind on that. <laughs> well, so that brings us, I guess, to the point is uh, what at Prince Harry's wedding, he had two of his exes there. Which is a little oh. odd. I don't know if I yeah. could... If I guess maybe it all depends on what the relationship was, how long it was, how invested the feelings were. If, if I wasn't in love with somebody, I think I could still be friends with them. If it was just know, like, yeah, we some- dated for a while and it didn't really work out. I read somewhere, I don't remember what article it was, or, I mean, you know, you gotta, you gotta always take what you read online for a grain of salt. We're talking about everything um, online is true. So, well, everything online is true? Yeah, absolutely, 100%. <laughs> but apparently I read something that he had a, conver- a phone conversation with his ex that he dated for like seven years on and off. She's a blonde woman, I believe. And they basically had a conversation that I don't remember what it was about, but it was like kind of weird to have that serious conversation that a couple of like days before he gets married. I think it was him saying how his like he loved someone else or I don't remember what it was, but it was odd. It was an awkward conversation. And I remember thinking like, why would you have this kind of conversation with an ex right before you're getting married? Like, shouldn't you? It's a tough situation, though. Out before what? Well, I was going to say it's a tough situation because I'm sure you don't really think about... It's also difficult reaching out to an ex and saying, hey, I'm in a new relationship. I just wanted to give you a heads up. Like, I don't really know what the right thing to do is. So I think Harry probably was just trying to do the best he could by saying, well, let me reach out personally and say, hey, listen... I mean, sure I've done that. Know. I've done that before. Yeah, it's always awkward. It's challenging. It's always awkward. Yeah, but and you guys I don't... were not getting married. He was. He, go, he was. Get, he had this conversation before he was getting married. True, but it's still it's still how you want to handle it. I think you can handle it both ways. I don't think you have to reach out. Um, it all depends on what your relationship was during the relationship, uh, during mm-hmm. you know the time you dated, and also afterwards. Right? Were you guys still friends? Were you guys still, you know? Well, okay, up. I'm going to ask yeah. you guys this question, because I think guys have a different <clears throat> way of dealing with breakups when it comes to social media and, like, phone and all that. So when you, and if you were to break up with someone or someone broke up with you, would you go and unfollow or block the person on social media or on your phone and... Depends on how devastated I was. 
if I was, you know, still in love with that person and I didn't want to see them move on with their life without me, yeah, I'd definitely yeah. block them. I blocked my ex I, on all social media platforms. Really? I'm oh. not going to say the name. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I'm sure who it is. <laughs> I actually, funny enough, well, maybe I'm just petty and weird. I've actually blocked every single one of my yeah, exes. Every single one of them. I uh, care less what they're doing. <laughs> not that I could care less. I just don't want to see their pictures that are being posted, it's their tough. comments. Not because I'm still in love with them, and I understand that argument can be made, but just because I just don't want to see it. So, with the exception of Rachel, the th- four of the, three of the four relationships that I've been in publicly since going on the show are since blocked on my Instagram no, on my really? side. Yeah, I just don't want, I, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Can the, I ask? Yeah. Still? Still blocked, every single one of them. And okay. it, it's, wow. it's not like I have any ill feelings towards a single one of them. Like if I saw any of them in person, I'd walk up to them, hug them, say, ask them, hi, how are they doing? All that kind of stuff. I just like personally have no interest in seeing the pictures that they post, the comments that they make on other contests or cast members' pictures, my friends' pictures, all that kind of stuff. And so I've just gone into the taking it to the next level and blocked them. I mean, I think that it's not necessarily like it's especially like like Jared said, you share a lot of intimate moments with these people. You don't want to be constantly reminded of a failed relationship. But there are certain circumstances where you can be friends with an ex, in my personal opinion. Um, when like, especially if you both enter into new relationships, it's hard if like one's in a relationship and the other one's not in a relationship, Mm -hmm. but if both, uh, exes are in a relationship, I think it makes it much more reasonable and like agreeable and amicable to be in a relationship. Yes. And no, because I, I agree with you to that point, but I also would say that it might be unfair to the other person in the relationship. Cause like, imagine you dating someone and they're like, oh, I'm still really good friends with this person who I just dated. But they wouldn't a- that you make you be like, I trust you, but it kind of just makes me feel uncomfortable. Yeah. So I don't know. I think it's a gray area, and I think it's definitely on an individual basis. Definitely case by case. And that's the yeah, whole thing. I- it's oh, sorry, Vanessa. Oh no, go, no, go ahead. I was just saying. I think that I've I've definitely unfollowed people. Um, unfollowed people. I mean, and exes or on ex. <laughs> um on instagram but i've never blocked them just because i feel like that would cause more of a negative energy between us after the breakup and my ultimate goal like i said is to always be on neutral terms with the person that i dated no but for me blocking is just an extent like i don't know i don't want to I no, I agree with you on that, but I also agree with Dean. Like, I remember going through, uh, you know, years ago a situation where, you know, an ex and I didn't work out. And I remember seeing a picture with her and another guy, and I had no idea, you know, who the guy was, whether a boyfriend could have just been a friend, could have been a cousin, but I could care less because I saw that picture and I was like, nope, all right, never, never yeah. again, yeah. never well, again, because I don't even know what yeah, this is. Yeah, I know. Sometimes even- it just triggers you to be like, no, I don't, I don't want to. You know what I have a tendency of doing? I don't know if you guys do this too. So I, I constantly get people um, sending me messages like, how do you get over a breakup? Like, you know, I, my ex and I just broke up. Like, how do I get over it? How did you get through your breakup so publicly? And there is no formula to get over someone. I think for me, it's to really process it and get it out of your system. I always compare a breakup to the flu. When, when you first get the flu, you feel really, really sick for, like, three days. You feel like, oh, my God, this feels like death. And then slowly, slowly, you start, like, feeling better. But without knowing why you start feeling better, it just gets out of your system. So for me, it's the same thing when it comes to breakups. But one of the ways that I do find um, helps me to process it or kind of, like, get them out of my system. <laughs> you know, I, I, don't, I don't know if this is weird. I delete their number in my phone and the entire conversation that I've had with them. 
Um, even if it's, I don't know, if it's someone that I dated, no matter how long it is. I block phone numbers too. I'm a serial blocker, I think I've realized. What? (laughs) I block their phone numbers. I have a problem. Oh, you, I don't block their phone numbers. Just, I don't know. I don't block their phone number. I'm a serial blocker. I just, I literally just came to that realization. Instagram, Twitter, phone number, block it on every platform I can. So you, that's so interesting because you're, you just said that you should be friends with an ex and you've blocked them on every platform that could possibly <laughs> reach out to I'm you. A, I contradict myself constantly. That's nothing new. <laughs> and none of us. So how do they, are you not in contact with any of your exes? Uh, I wouldn't go as far to say that, but there are certain ones that I require to block. Distance from. Distance from. Maybe because okay. I didn't want them to have the ability to reach out back to me. Less for the fact, like, I just didn't want to see them. I just didn't want to give them the opportunity to be able to, like, have an open line of communication. I don't know. No, that's fair. There are certain people okay, in this I life that, that. Yeah, you have but to. I feel like the best way, I don't know. I think there are certain people in this life, including exes, that you have to live with in your heart, but maybe not in your life. And so I think it all depends on a case-by-case basis and whether you think you can legitimately be friends with someone with those kind of borders up. Um, But I think in a lot of cases, specifically if you're in a long-term relationship with somebody, it's very difficult, not only for yourself, but for them and hopefully a future partner. It puts just a lot of strain uh, where there might not need to be. Vanessa, did you uh, unfollow Nick on Instagram? Yeah. We unfollowed each other. Was it like a joint... That's that's understandable. A joint thing as you guys went separate ways? Or was it just like Uh, over a couple days? I mean, and it's like, I remember the day we broke up, um, he drove, like the next morning, he drove me to the airport. When it was like official, official, he drove me to the airport. And it wasn't like, it wasn't like a... How can I explain it? It wasn't like a, ah, I hate you. It wasn't anything like that. It was, we were both so sad over the fact that we couldn't figure out how to stay together. Like, we tried everything to make it work. We just were, we just, we were very different, you know? And I think that's why, um, that's why, like, I don't, there's no, like, negative feelings towards the relationship or towards the breakup and stuff. Um, And I remember when he dropped me off at the airport, I just remember feeling a, a feeling of, complete sadness because it was like i know this is going to be the last time we hug each other goodbye and like we didn't want to like let go of each other and that realization was like okay now now it's like you're on overdrive like okay now i have to figure out like how am i going to be able to get over this because no one wants to stay in the state of sadness no one wants to stay in the state of being angry or holding on to something or holding on to grudges like that's all negative feelings so for me i had to process okay what's my next what's my first step now to not how can i explain this like you know sometimes when you get broken up with it becomes also or broken up with or if you break up with someone it's the ego kind of kicks in and you kind of want to still have that person in your life and you kind of want to call them back to see if they're, if you can get a reaction out of them. And I didn't want to go down that path. So I just thought it'd be a healthier option if I am, I don't know who unfollowed each other first, but I think it was kind of like a mutual understanding, no hard feelings towards one another because we did that. Um, you know, he got a role on a, TV show or something, and I had messaged him on on the phone, and I congratulated him for that. He messaged me for Christmas, wishing my family had Merry Christmas. So there were no negative feelings. Of course, there's stuff that you know um, that you kind of like hang on to, and you like after a breakup, you kind of you start processing like, oh, I wonder like what if what would have happened if 
this would have been different, or if I would have done that, or if that person would have done that. Right, before we before was we jump too long in, of an answer. It was just no, no, no. no it was very interesting. It's, it's open for interpretation. Before we jump into our next <laughs> segment, uh, a, a quick gear shift, kind of on the same topic. Do you think, Jared, that when you're in a relationship with someone, you're obviously in a relationship with Ashley now. How does that affect your friendships with females moving forward? Uh, it doesn't really, it hasn't really affected any relationship with my females. One of my best friends in the world is a female. She's the one who signed me up for, to be on The Bachelor in the first place. Um, I think you can be friends with somebody of the opposite sex. I just think that you really can't be physically attracted to them. Like, you can't want to hook up with them. I know that's a very well, obvious you, statement, but it's not obvious to a lot of people. Well, you can't just, you can't fight who you're, so you can't be friends with someone that you're physically attracted to. Well, I wouldn't go, as long as, it's just tough, right? Say you're in a relationship, okay, say, say you were in a relationship with a girl, and she was like, oh, one of my really good guy friends, uh, and then you meet him, and he's, he's very good looking, handsome. and you're like, oh, okay, that's okay, you guys are just really good friends, and then she's like, no, he's very good looking. Would you be like, uh, say that one more time. <laughs> well, that's a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing, right? Because you trust them, but also like there's just a little jealousy. But I feel like if there wasn't jealousy, you wouldn't really care about your significant other, would you? you there has to be a little jealousy. Imagine if you're like, yeah, no, I don't care if you think he's attractive. Wouldn't you be like, uh, well, I trust you. I don't think anything's going to happen. Well, I, don't I think it, it all depends on how long you, you guys have been dating. At the beginning, you're like, I guess, a little bit more territorial and, you know, you want all the attention, like you want the attention to stay between the both of you. But I think after like a couple of years, I think it's naturally normal to be physically attracted to someone else. Oh my right? God, of course. I'm not saying that. I'm saying the- close your eyes around anyone. And anyways, well, so I just talked to. <laughs> oh, uh, let me. I also, I just want to say really quickly no, I'm, that's not what I'm saying. You're going to be physically attracted to a lot of people in this world when you're in a relationship. What I'm saying is, you know, it, the question is, what about having close friends of the op- opposite sex when you're in a relationship? And I think you absolutely can be. It just all depends on the friendship, you know? Well, so I just was hanging out with Ashley before coming to this uh, recording, and she made mention how when you guys watched the episode two of The Bachelorette last night, she was like, oh, that guy's so hot, that guy's so hot. But then if it were flipped and you guys were watching Bachelor, and y- if you said something like, damn, that girl's really hot, she would be like, wait, She'd you can't me. say that. Exactly. Yeah. And, so, and so like I kind of joked around with her a little bit, because of course when you're significant other, it's like, oh, he's really hot, he's really hot. And you're like, okay, that's enough. There we go. Moving on. We're watching House Hunters. Um, do, you think, do you think that's because... And I, I, I think I can relate to that. I know if I say if I'm with someone and I say like, oh, that person's good looking, I'm saying it to say it, but I'm not saying it because I would ever act upon it. No, I trust Ashley. Of course, that you trust her. Oh, yeah. it, I don't know if I can trust that they won't act upon that feeling. So, but I guess the the point that I'm trying to make is, so if Ashley and Jared are dating, and I'm sorry to keep bringing it back to the whole Jashley thing, but Ashley yeah, is good right. friends with someone, but says. Like, so she's good friends with a guy, and it tells you, not often, but has told you in the past, this guy's really attractive, but he's also a really good friend. You wouldn't be put off by that, because you trust her. Also, yeah, I'd be fine with it. You, but you, So that's the thing, though. You trust her, but you still have some jealousy, but it wouldn't affect your relationship because of No, the, it would never affect a relationship. No, I don't think it should. That's, but that's kind of contradictory to what you were saying earlier, though. Not at all. I don't think you're insecure. I don't think you should project your insecurities onto your significant other. What I'm saying is the fact that there shouldn't... I think, of course, it's natural to have a certain level of jealousy about it. Okay, well, I'm going to ask you guys this question. Not off topic, but kind of on topic. Um, we enter relationships with our own insecurities based on uh, our previous relationships or whatever relationships with family or stuff that, that's happened in our past. At what point do you think it is a healthy option to start couples therapy? 
As soon as you bring the question up. Yeah. As soon as you deem it necessary, I guess. I've, I've suggested in the past for relationships. I've never done it, but I've suggested it. Do you think it's like a... Pro- I, I feel like it should be more of a prevention than as opposed to a fixer-upper. I think that... If it's necessary, though, I don't think there's anything wrong I with think going. especially in... I don't... It's, this is going to sound weird to say, but especially in our world where everything is very public... Um, there's a lot of disconnects, miscommunications, all that kind of stuff. I think that it could be very, very beneficial to have an unbiased, neutral party involved in the, not like the questioning process, but like the reasoning and logical side of things. Um, oh, yeah. Like I said, I, I actually completely agree with you. I think it's a healthy option to start it or to at least go kind of like working out. You know, when you work out, you're working out to prevent like, like being unhealthy and all that stuff. You don't go because it's your last resort. I feel like I've done, the only time I've started doing therapy was on the show when we were on The Bachelor, and I thought it was such a liberating experience having a person that doesn't know you at all give you an unbiased opinion on things. And um, I think I spoke about this before, so it's not news, but Nick and I did do couples therapy. And um, I remember the therapist saying that it's, an important thing to do before it gets to the point where it becomes the last resort because, oh, that sounded so French. Did you hear that? Because <laughs> anyway, um, it ends up being, um, it, like going to therapy ends up showcasing why you shouldn't be together when it's at the when you're hanging on by like a thin thread. Yeah. I mean, listen, you, I don't know. I think it's also, again, if you feel like it's best for you guys to go to the therapist and really air out your grievances, I, 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 I'm down for that. I don't know okay. if you know if it's an airing out of grievances. I think that, uh, I just think it's beneficial. So anyways. It we'll just opens up communication that might not have been there before because you just feel very comfortable in a therapist room. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you do. Um, Dean, what were you going to say? I was going to say, so, uh. One other suggestion, instead of going to couples therapy, I have a pretty good uh, foolproof plan on how to handle those types of arguments in relationships, whatever it might be. And I think at the end of the day, what we can all agree upon is that food is king, right? You know, you, whenever you're hungry, you're a little bit more agitated, irritated, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And the best way to curb that hunger, is it curb or curb that hunger? Curb, I think. Curb that hunger. The best way to curb that hunger is by ordering some delicious, juicy Omaha steaks. Mm-hmm. I know we've talked about it in the past. Oh, yeah. Jared and I is Favorite, favorite steaks of all time, Omaha steaks. steaks. It's the best. My refrigerator is just full while my your, freezer is. Your refrigerator? Refrigerator. I legit asked you guys, like, how like how much do you guys love the steak? Well, Dean, you were talking about it last time you drove me back. You were, like, raving about these steaks. I was gravy about the steaks. That's absolutely right. In addition, <laughs> to, be- raving. In addition to being able to settle feuds amongst significant others, etc., we also have Father's Day, which is right around the corner. And one thing your father's definitely going to love is Omaha Steaks Father's Day package, which includes many incredible things. Ready, Dean? Two, two tender filet mignons, two beefy top sirloins, four chicken fried steaks, two boneless pork chops, four all beef Omaha steak burgers, four gourmet jumbo franks, 12 ounces of all beef meatballs, one pound of steak fries, four caramel apple tarts, one Omaha steak seasoning packet, plus get four more grill ready Omaha steaks burgers, free with purchase. 
Well, that was the most ridiculous ad spot we've ever done. That's for sure. Oh, good. Um, But in all seriousness, Omaha Sticks, incredible, super convenient. They get shipped to your house in this big, um, like, ice chest, basically. Styrofoam ice chest. You get a whole bunch of stuff. The quality is of the highest of qualities, the highest cuts of of all of these meats. Um, Super customizable. They even give you the option to customize your cuts for your dad's grilling needs, recipes, wine pairings. And they're delivered to your door. Delivered straight to the door. Um, this the experience I had with Omaha Steaks was better than I've had in the past because I was out of town and mine got delivered. But in the past, my roommate got perishable, f- or I got perishable foods delivered to my house, and my roommate didn't put them in the fridge, and I was gone for like a week, so I got back and it was all rotted. Um, this time, fortunately, Omaha does a good enough job of packaging and using dry ice to kind of maintain and preserve everything until you're able to get home and throw it in the fridge. Mm-hmm. Um, so check it out. Go to omahasteaks.com. And type in Dean, that's D-E-A-N, into the search bar and add Father's Day package to your cart. It's only going to cost you $49.99. And I honestly think that for a Father's Day gift, that's pretty good. A I've got, price. Yeah, I got my dad uh, Omaha's Thanks for Father's Day. There you go. Did you use code Dean? I did use code Dean. Hey. $49.99. But make sure you guys don't wait on this. The offer ends soon. So make sure you go to omahasteaks.com. Type Dean, D-E-A-N, in the search bar. Grab your dad some Omaha Steaks and fire up that grill. And it's only going to cost you, again, one more time, $49.99. That's 78% off. And it's an incredible deal. Wow. Um, if you don't feel like getting your father some Omaha Steaks for Father's Day, feel free to get me some. Feel free to get Jared some. Mm, I'll take them. Send them straight to iHeart Studios here in Burbank, California. We appreciate that. <laughs> we'll take them. Um, OmahaSteaks.com. Type uh, Dean into the search bar and you will be good to go for Father's Day. Check them out. Let's move on to segment two. Um, of a little known show that we might have heard of once yeah, or twice. Yeah, we've, we've been on that show. We've dabbled <laughs> on this show a little bit. The Bachelorette. Uh, Vanessa, did you watch Bachelorette last night? I didn't. I'm Guys, I'm still in the process of unpacking cool. my entire life from L.A. to in Montreal. And Vanessa, I still have two more boxes. Go so ahead. Go cool. Ahead. Good talk. Go ahead and hang up the phone. We'll call you back <laughs> in 20 bye. minutes after the segment's over. Um, all right. Well, Jared, what did you think of The Bachelorette last night? Give me a recap. So pretty much what happens, there's a group day in the beginning. There's some sort of obstacle course that Lincoln ends up winning. And then... Well, Lincoln's the guy that I find cute, right? With the voice? Yeah, with the voice. Very good looking guy. They were later on the cocktail party. He took Becca first, which apparently nobody really enjoyed, which I can't stand when other guys complain about a guy taking the bachelor away first. How about you take some (laughs) self-responsibility, you be the aggressor, and you go up to Becca and you say, hey... I want to steal did you, you ever, first. Did you ever take Caitlyn first? Absolutely not. <laughs> Neither did I. <laughs> but I also didn't complain when other guys took right, her first. Right, so it was right, like, right. okay, I held back. Like, that's my own fault. I could have done more. So Lincoln takes her away first. Becca gives Lincoln a picture from the obstacle from the obstacle course date. Lincoln is being a little obnoxious. He goes back in front of the other guys. He starts, like, kissing the picture, telling the other guys how much it means to him. He's kind of, like, really playing the part at this point. So one of the other guys, I forget his name. Jason. No. Oh, Connor. 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 Connor, Connor takes, you know, a little... Um, he gets a little pissed off about this, takes the picture, ends up throwing it and breaking it. It was just the most absurd and over-the-top thing I've ever seen. I really thought both guys were in the... the, the they were both the very childish, very juvenile. So childish about it. Like, Connor, don't throw the picture. Just let Lincoln do his thing, whatever. And then Lincoln, don't be so obnoxious to go in front of the other guys and like start kissing the picture. And then like I hated when Lincoln went to Becca and was like, I felt physically threatened. And it's like... Okay, that did did Connor who, threaten to beat you up? Let me ask you this: If you were in Becca's shoes and Becca's heels right now, who would you be looking at more with? Who would you look at with more judgment at Lincoln or at Connor? Lincoln for idolizing this picture so much, or Connor for chucking it into the swimming pool? Connor, 
I agree. I think yeah. so too. I think the the amount of anger that he showed over something so trivial and meaningless is a very big red flag, in my opinion. I agree. I thought it was very childish, and I also thought it was interesting that Connor decided not to wear a jacket at the rose ceremony. I know that's a small <laughs> little thing, but he was the only guy not wearing any type of jacket at the rose ceremony, except for. And it just seemed like a very interesting choice. I mean, it's only a dress fashion thing. It's really nothing, but it just seemed like a very interesting choice. Well, there was someone else that wasn't wearing a jacket. Uh, oh, Jordan. Yeah, I <laughs> forgot about Jordan. Yes. Not wearing socks on his season. Uh, I wore socks on my season. Thank no, you. No, who wasn't? Who doesn't wear socks? I don't wear socks currently, but when I wear dress shoes, I wear socks. Yeah, with loafers. Oh. There was a guy on the season I think didn't wear socks. And then there was that. a there was a one on one where they smashed a bunch of TVs and stuff that reminded Becca of Ari Blake. What do we think of Blake? He's a good looking guy. Yeah, they seem to get along. I it was it was fine. It was good. I think he'll go far. How how soon did you get your one on one in your season? I got it week three or four. It was the first week we traveled. We went to New York and I got my first one on one. Okay. Same. We went to South Carolina. I think it's gotta be challenging to get the one on one the very first week. Vanessa, how long into your season were you when you got your first one on one with Nick? I got this I was still at the man in the mansion, so I got it. Uh Danielle Melfi got the first one and I got the second one. Oh uh, gotcha. okay. So not the worst. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, we gotcha. All got I, ours I like Blake. Blake's, Blake's giving me some decent vibes. I like Blake too. Decent guy. What do you think about the whole Colton situation? Yeah, so the fact that he dated Tia. It's funny that this kind of ties back a little bit to what we were talking about earlier on. Is Vanessa, I don't know if you know this, but there's Colton who's on the show and we've talked about him a little bit before you left he dated tia who was on ari season um and tia and and becca are obviously friends so colton and tia dated each other back in january and then Ooh. becca got announced as bachelorette in february colton decided to leave tia go on bachelorette and no. date becca and we don't necessarily know exactly the timelines of events of how it unfolded but it just looks a little suspect on colton's part which I think he handled it appropriately. He didn't bring it up the first time he met her, but the second time that he met with Becca, he decided to tell her that he had a relationship with one of her friends, and I think that it was the appropriate, mature way to handle it. I think it was smart to get ahead of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, yeah. you go to Becca, you tell her what happened, instead of her hearing it from someone else, and then her having to go to you, because that creates a little dishonesty right there. At least he was truthful. I just thought it was interesting the way he articulated it, where he said... Like, the timing wasn't right with Tia, but the timing is right with you. I was like, that's an interesting way to put it, seeing how she's the Bachelorette and Tia was almost the Bachelorette. Like, it just, it's just like, suspect. that was a little suspect. Oh. But he seems like a good guy. Like, he, he gives off good vibes, like, similar to Blake, where, like, I see Colton and I'm like, he seems... Nice guy. Like, a nice guy. And so, I just think that moment in on itself was a little cringeworthy for the fact that, like, well, you know, Tia and I, back in January... Literally a month and a half before we before I went to Bachelorette, like so, wait, so he admits to having dated Tia in this episode. He said he, they spent a weekend together, if I remember correctly. Yep. Okay. Which isn't bad, and and Colton's the only <laughs> one from this show that I've actually met in person. So maybe I can under I, I like him a little bit more just because I know more about him, you know. Yeah. And so he I think a, he was a super sweet guy. I think he's a very genuine and very kind and honest guy. So um, let's. I, I also just, this might sound bad, but I also don't think it's really the worst thing in the world. The fact that he like, maybe he wanted to take the opportunity to go on The Bachelorette and he wasn't really feeling it with Tia. And so it's like, I, I'm curious to see who reached out to who. I, so like, did as far as I understand Tia? it, this is the story that I've been told from unnamed sources is that Tia slid into Colton's DMs. Okay, that's a, that changes everything. It does. That really changes oh. everything. But oh, yeah, that does change then that. who initiated but. the date? Because... Uh, it does change everything. It absolutely does. How it happened, I don't know, because Colton had not been announced. He hadn't uh, been cast for the show at that point. How Tia found his Instagram profile, who knows? That's just what I've been told. 
And mm-hmm. that's very interesting. Colton being, you know, he's the virgin of the season. So obviously they didn't have any like physical. Yeah, yeah. It didn't go As, that far. Yes. I mean, well, look, virgin or not, it comes down to, I think, when you're the lead of the show, you want to make sure that you end up picking someone who's into you and not into the fact that you're you because you're the lead of the show. Well, what's so, exciting is in the very next episode, we'll get Tia that'll be there on the group date. And so we can see the confrontation happen between ooh, the three of them. Juicy, yes. Okay. But also, Vanessa, wouldn't you agree that sometimes maybe you go on the show without really that much expectations and then you meet the person 100%. and then you think, oh, wow. Oh wow, yep. this could work. I I, um, I didn't expect. I feelings. never thought I was gonna ever go on on The Bachelor. I was like, oh, I'm never gonna do anything like that. Got submitted onto it. I got the call, <clears> thought it was a hoax, and then I kind of went along with it, thinking, oh, let me just see how far I can take it. Not ever thinking they were gonna pick me, and I never thought I was gonna make it past night one. Same. So, yeah, I think um, I think it's 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 such a tricky thing because people see a one dimensional version of people on the show. And they don't really get to see everything else that goes on. And I don't know how, how it was for you guys, but I really fell for Nick. My first one-on-one with him, it was just like out of this world. And I was like, oh, I'm in trouble. Like, I actually like this guy. I'm in so, trouble. Aww. That's adorable. What? Oh, that's so cute. Oh, yeah. It, it was cute. But do you, Okay, so that, that leads into the next question. Then for Becca's sake, do you think that she needs to ask Tia's permission if she can date Colton on the show? I wouldn't, I would, permission is like, it's a, I don't know if I would ask for a permission. I think I would, if I were Becca, I would have the conversation with her to see if Tia is comfortable with the idea of them possibly dating. I think that she should ask for advice, not permission. Yeah, I wouldn't say permission. I think it would be an honest thing, an honest, it would, it, it would be a conversation that would be She's friends with Tia, so she needs to have that conversation with her. I wouldn't necessarily seek permission. Though. Yeah, if I was Becca, I'd go to Tia and say, "Hey, listen, Colton came up, told me you guys hung out. What's the situation?" And I think Colton. Yeah, or like, do you feel comfortable? Colton's I would ask, like, do you feel comfortable? Are you okay with it? She also has like how many guys at this point that she can be dating? So it's not like he's the only person that she can be dating. I think but, there's four guys this season that can get away with what Colton just did, and Colton's one of them. I think Colton, Blake, Jason. Colton, Blake, and Garrett are the three, I think, that could get away with having dated Tia. I agree. Anyone else she would have sent home on the spot like she did that guy from Minnesota the very first night? Jake. Right, right. Because I want to get to know you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And so thank goodness for Colton being the sexy man that he is because if he wasn't, he would have been next. Uh, we would have forgotten his name by now. But sure enough, he's uh, handsome. He's got some boyish charm to him. His face saved the day. His face saved the day, as I'm sure it has in the past as well. <laughs> um, anyways, it'll be interesting to see what kind of happens there. Um, I think that we have some more to kind of talk about later on regarding that. Um, obviously, we haven't really seen a lot of it play out yet, so it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens. Vanessa, you need to figure out your ABC subscription, get your TV unpacked, whatever it is, and start that. watching the show. Um, obviously, you know, we're not necessarily specifically a Bachelor, Bachelorette recapping podcast, so we'll maybe not make an entire point of it, but it's good, to, it's good information it's, to apply to real-world dating, I think. We're involved in it totally. It's, you know... And so that's the thing. I mean, if you... If you want to date someone that your friend has dated in the past, I think it's sometimes it can be important to ask for permission. Oh, absolutely. Well, it all depends on the circumstance. Like, apparently, T and Colton just spent a weekend together, and True. then it didn't work out, and then he went on the show. So, for Becca, I don't know if it would be like, hey, can is 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 it is it okay if I date Colton? I think for Becca, it might be better if Vanessa, like you said, go up to her and say, 
Um, so what happened? I think that's the first thing. Becca just needs to get all the information before she can really make her decision because she's only heard from Colin and now she's going to hear from Tia next week. So it could be two completely different stories. It could be the, the exact same story. Tia could be like, listen, we spent a couple days together. It was good. Didn't really go anywhere. You should absolutely pursue this guy because he's a really good guy. Didn't work out with us. You know, or Tia could be like, we actually spent a month together and he told me he loved me. And then he found out I was on the bachelorette and he went on the show. I don't think it's the later, but, you know, who the hell knows? We'll find out next week. The latter. The latter. What did I say? Later? Later. Well, I agree. I think that there's, like I said, there's a lot more to be said about this story. Um, one thing we do know for sure is that Tia's going to be in paradise. And one thing that oh, I Oh, is re- it announced? Uh, oh, I guess you're right. It's not for sure, but I guess we can safely assume that Tia will be in paradise. I'd be right. shocked if she wasn't there. And I just, I, I pray to the bachelor gods that Tia did one thing before going to paradise. Do you know what it is? What do you mean? I have no thing? idea. I just, I just hope I close my eyes and I wish that Tia was listening to this podcast not too long ago and used the Beach Body on demand subscription that we were giving all of our listeners for free. Because if she's going to the beach, she needs to be in top peak physical condition. I mean, she looks good already. But. Oh, of she course, does. of course. But I may need it more than she does. Obviously, we all like to, you know, get a little bit tone and fit for summer. And if you're going down to Mexico, you're going to be on national television. Yeah. Beach Body on demand is the thing you should be using to get yourself into. Uh, physical condition where you're feeling comfortable with yourself and you're ready. So I know you guys have heard us talk about Beachbody On Demand before. I'm amped up about this. We're jacked up. I jazzercise every morning and I talk about it on the podcast and I just love it so much. And you guys have heard me talk about it. It's the company behind P90X, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, etc., etc. Hip Hop Abs, my personal favorite. I, I have two abs now. You guys. I like the uh, I like the three week yoga retreat. Well, That's my personal favorite. But I, you know, I like the abs as well. I respect good. it. You know, you um, gotta go. They have celebrity trainers on there the like Sean T. Yeah, the Brazilian butt lift. Vanessa, sure, go for it. Um, Sean <laughs> T, the hip hop abs guy. Uh, there's like Shailene Johnson, Tony Horton, all of the the favorite celebrity guests uh, that can kind of teach you how to. Get fit for the summer. There's hundreds of effective workouts at all fitness levels, ranging for all body types, weight training, cardio, yoga, all that kind of stuff. Jared has been very flexible lately. Mm. From what I've seen. Um, okay. You know, obviously, mostly. Dean, we said we weren't going to talk about that on the podcast. I'm just going to stop talking right now. Actually, I'm <laughs> going to keep talking about Beach Body on Demand. Uh, sometimes the workouts can be as short as 10 minutes. Uh, they don't require any extra equipment. It's a lot of body weight, which is great. There's access anywhere and anytime from your computer, your web-enabled TV, tablet, smartphone, Roku, Apple TV, Chromecast, and so much more. You can join over 1 million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. Listeners, listen. This is how you get Beachbody On Demand. You just text DEAN, D-E-A-N, to 303030. You get your special free trial membership when you do this. You can get full access to the entire platform for free. All the workouts, nutrition information, and support. It's totally free. Again, all you have to do is just text DEAN. That's D-E-A-N. He's been doing the hip-hop ads, people. He's looking good. You text that to 303030, DEAN, D-E-A-N, for your free trial membership beach body on demand you got to get it get that butt lift you if know? you want to be like tia going down to paradise use the beach body on demand i'm telling you you got to check it out you're gonna love it i just love the convenience of it you don't have to go to the gym i know i preach about this every single time we do one of these ads but it's really can, nice to work out you from can home. do it from home because especially me like even this morning i had to leave my house by eight o'clock and i'm like all right i'm gonna wake up at 6 30 get to the gym by seven work out for an hour be <clears> home and I was like, wait, why would I do that when I can wake up at 7.15, do a 10-minute workout in my house, shower, get ready, and be out the door? So it's just so much more convenient and so much easier. There are times where I've gone to the gym and left immediately afterwards because it's so crowded and so overly packed that I'm like, what am I doing? I'm just going to go home, get Beachbody, and work out from home because it's far easier. And then eat a tub of ice cream. But with Beachbody, they Obviously, actually help I mean, with some chip, of that you know? stuff as well. So yeah, one more time, text DEAN to 303030. 30. 
get your free trial membership started. Check it out. I'm sure you're going to love it. Um, let's move on to the third segment of today's episode, emails. And yeah, would, my favorite segment. We would like to welcome Mark back from oh, the meeting. Hello, Thank you Mark. So much. You're back. Hi. Your voice just gives me butterflies every time. It really does. I was hoping we could soothing. start. I was hoping we could start with Matt from Minnesota, if that's possible. Yes, we can. So, Matt from Minnesota. So Matt made a comment in the Facebook group. He emailed both emails because there's oh, a, wow. an Instagram email and the I suck at dating at iHeartMedia email. Uh, I just forward the other ones to the so that it all goes to the same place. Oh, Sorry see. for talking too much Not here. Not at all. Um, and I think we could give Matt some help, and I'd love to to help Matt out a but little bit. But that's reassuring that. If you send an email, it will get to us somehow. Yes, yes, we will read it. Thank you, Matt. There's a girl who works at the gym I go to. She's a lifeguard. I think she's really cute. Can I get some advice on how to maybe introduce myself or break the ice? I know her name. That's a start. Also, not going to lie, I did a social media creep, and it appears we have some stuff in common. Is sliding into the DMs still a thing? 100%. I'm a guy that has kind of some confidence issues as well as really bad anxiety. I'm 24 and I've only had one serious girlfriend. I literally almost have no idea what I'm doing here. Help, I suck at dating and flirting and talking to girls in general. Aww. Oh, Matt, you're adorable. I like Matt in Matt. Minnesota. <laughs> Thank you so much for emailing Matt. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to come right out and say it and be honest with you guys. I did a social media creep as well on Matt. On Matt. On Whoa. Matt. Oh. How the hell did you find Matt? It's only his first name. He's in the yeah. Facebook group. I clicked oh. on his Facebook oh, profile. And you know what, Matt? If you're listening to this podcast, which I hope you are, you are a good-looking dude, all right? You need to have some confidence. I'm going to creep him now. Yeah, I'm going to do that, too. Get on the Facebook group. Check him out. Um, I think that he should have some confidence. I know it's easy to say that, and it's hard to put into practice. I, I myself have struggled with confidence issues for a large part of my life. I still do, honestly, on a daily of basis. Of course. Not just you, but everybody in general. <laughs> I don't mean to be like, of course Dean suffers from confidence issues. But So this is what I was going to respond to on the Facebook group, but I decided to save it for the podcast. I think since she's a lifeguard, and this is coming from a former lifeguard. I was a lifeguard for two years in high school, everyone. Oh, I had no idea. Well, now you do. Um, I think that you should jump in the pool and pull a, a squint Wendy peppercorn. Oh, yeah. Dude, I was just thinking the same thing. <laughs> help! Help, I'm drowning! A fake drown. Have her jump in after you. And even if she doesn't jump in after you, within, which all honesty, she probably won't, you can at least have the ice broken at that point. Laugh about it over drinks, over dinner, over lunch, coffee, whatever it is. So, I think that's the best way to go. I <laughs> I don't know if it's it the best way to go, but I love it. I think it would be the most entertaining way to go. I think it's a way to go. Yeah. I'm not sure it's the best way to go. <laughs> Uh, I'm looking at Matt's profile now. Look, I mean, Matt's Matt's got a lot to offer a woman. Yeah. Matt's got yeah. a dog. He loves dogs. Ooh. Donate life. He's clearly, you know, motivated by charity, giving. Altruism is very attractive. Altruism. Mm -hmm. Yes. Matt seems like a good guy with a lot going on. I mean, seriously, short of faking a drowning, <coughs> should he just go up to her and say hello, introduce himself? My name is Matt. Of course he that's should. That's a lot to ask. No, that's no, a no, lot. No, 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 no. It is a lot to ask. No, no, no. You guys are steering him in the wrong direction here. Should, fake you, have like, <laughs> should, should you have like a line ready? Here's it, the thing. Put uh, the fake blood uh, things okay. in your mouth. Oh, God. All right. Here we go. Uh, Dean's off the reservation. No, Let's make this a cinematic I'm, experience. I'm not on, on any dating app. But if someone that I'm kind of interested in will slide into my DMs, I will definitely write them back. So I don't think it's like an old school thing to do or like, no, I think you should definitely try sliding into her DMs if you're too scared to break the ice in person. Well, Vanessa, as a woman, would you rather have somebody slide into your DMs, DMs or come up to you? Either or. Really? Uh, either it or, doesn't okay. matter? Nope. But okay, so here's the huh. risk you run by sliding into the DMs. Say he DMs her, gets no response, then he can no longer approach her. Oh. Unless he becomes, right. but he knows all he needs to know at that point, doesn't he? He I, no, no, no. Maybe she because then you could be like, oh well, maybe she just didn't see it. Maybe mm -hmm. she hasn't had time to respond. You can make up excuses as to why she never got back. But if you just go up to approach her, 
or you fake drown, then mm, I'm liking you're face to face and you're you're forced to see if there will be a spark between the two of you. And if you do feel that spark, you have the opportunity to ask her out to a coffee, lunch, dinner, drinks, whatever it is. That's true. My that's my two cents. And I also agree that it's easier that she works at the gym instead of just meeting her at the gym because that's kind of awkward to be like going up to someone with their headphones in. Like she works at the gym, you can easily start a conversation with her and just kind of try to keep the conversation going and see how it goes. And Matt, so when I was in college, I worked out at the gym often. I was probably in the best shape of my life. And I, like I said, I was at the gym all the time. There were so many cute girls that either worked there or went there often that I had zero confidence in approaching and I never approached them. And like looking Same. back in hindsight, I'm like, why the heck didn't I just go up and yeah. say hi to them? Oh, I always think that. And, and it's then like, what's the worst that can happen? You get rejected. Okay. You try out, you know, you, there's going to be someone else that you're going to be interested in anyway. So exactly. don't regret it. You're no regrets. Go in, try it out. If it doesn't work out, then Hey, at least you can walk away saying that you, Gave you know, a shot. Had the confidence of asking her. And to continue the theme of this episode, I think that even if you do unfortunately get rejected, maybe you don't like her, you reject her. I think that you guys could then have a friendship to where every time you go to the gym, then you'd be like, "Hey, like, good to see you, friend. Yeah, How are totally. you?" Totally. Kind of thing. Did you see the yep. quote on Matt's page? No. No. It's the classic Wayne Gretzky quote. Quote. You miss a hundred percent of the shots you don't take. That's, that's it, exactly Matt. it. Oh, Follow Wayne Gretzky's advice. Take your shot. All right. This is from T. I am 21. I've been in a committed relationship for two years. He's 23. We often talk about getting married after I finish school in a few years. Over the past few months, I've noticed myself becoming more and more unhappy in the relationship. There are key characteristics I want in a husband that he doesn't have. There are also some significant love language differences that are causing me to feel not loved. I truly love him. He's my best friend. I can't imagine life without him, but I'm starting to not be able to picture forever with him either. Recently, a guy I used to have feelings for moved back into town. I see him once a week at a church event that we both attend, but my boyfriend doesn't. Problem is, I can't stop thinking about him. I feel horrible and guilty about it. This has never happened before. And I've always thought it was crazy that someone could develop feelings for someone outside of their partner. What's happening to me? What do I do? Is it normal to question things in a relationship like this? Are we just going through a dry spell? And to make matters worse, my boyfriend's sister is getting married this summer, and I am the maid of honor. This is a sticky situation. I will say this. I've heard of the two-year, I don't know what the phrase is, like a two-year curse or something. Like after you date someone for, like once you hit the two-year mark, that's when you start reevaluating your relationship. Have you guys heard of that? Uh, I haven't heard that specifically, but I know obviously after you're dating someone, things are going to change. Love, you know, changes. It might get a little stale. You need to like actively work on, you know, reigniting the fire in that relationship. Um, yeah, I agree. I think relationships go through their ups and downs, and right now they're she's feeling a little bit of a down. And um, well, this also <clears throat> relates to like what we were talking about earlier, like being attracted to someone, um, you know, but not acting upon those feelings. And exactly. I think the problem with this one is like, listen, of course you're going to be attracted to other people, and like you might even be curious about, oh, what a, I wonder what's a what a relationship would look like yeah. with that person, even if you are currently in one with somebody else. This is the issue that I have is that you go to once a week at a church event that you guys both attend, but your boyfriend doesn't. Does your boyfriend know that you are seeing this guy on a weekly basis that you might have an attraction to? But also, she says earlier, there are key characteristics I want in a husband that he doesn't have. I can't help but assume, and this is an assumption, I'm reading between the lines, that church and religion right. is one of those things. Potentially, I put yeah. those then two I think- together. I think he needs to have a sit-down conversation with her boyfriend to figure out what his values are and his morals and what he wants out of life. And if it doesn't match up, T, 
she, you are still 21, you have so much time to meet someone, you have so much time to explore and date other people, and I think it'll all end up working out for you. Do you, do you guys ever watch New Girl? Have you seen that I show? I love yes. New Girl. I've seen bits and pieces. So yeah, I was good. watching an episode last night, I recently <laughs> have gotten into it and have been binging it. I got oh to God, the episode where uh, Jess, who obviously is the main character, uh, was dating Sam. Do you guys remember Sam? Yeah. The tall, attractive guy. Yes, yes. Um, and I was just watched this episode last night where Sam breaks up with Jess before Schmidt and Cece's wedding because Sam didn't want Jess to have to cut him out of all of their wedding pictures because right. at this point, yes. if this girl goes to her boyfriend's sister's wedding as the maid, maid of, of honor, honor, she will be forever tied to that wedding, that relationship, especially that, that day. Mm. And so that's you really have to have your mind made up at least by then because if you're going to break up with him, obviously we don't want you to break up with him or anything. Oh, we're not oh, we're not man. encouraging that at all. That's a but good just, point, though. Just realize that you will go to that wedding as a maid of honor and you will be part of that relationship. I would point. also ask if T, if you are the maid of honor because you're that close to his sister, or are you the maid of honor because you are dating her brother? Dating like brother. that's a big discrepancy. Right? I think that's it's a big difference. Right? They've got to be close friends. I would imagine, right? You wouldn't make a maid of honor because oh, he's just my. Brother's Boyfriend, girlfriend. Brother's girlfriend, right. So I would imagine that they're going to be close friends. So maybe that's okay. Like, hopefully don't put more pressure on her right now. Uh, it's a good point, Dean, though. I feel like she's also overthinking everything because the wedding is approaching and because she's a maid of honor. Because there's all these things <laughs> happening, she probably feels like she needs to make a decision sooner than later. And I I don't know. I, I just, I don't think it's, it's a, it would be a smart move to make a, deci- a rash decision like that. I think it's important for for T to, like I said, sit down, have a conversation with him, figure out what it is that he wants, and if it doesn't line up, then, you know, she's going to have to make her decision. I think religious differences is not a reason to end a relationship, in my personal opinion. I agree with that. I agree, and I also think that communication is the number one reason why relationships don't work, and it just seems like right now there's a lack of communication in this relationship because you want different things, and he's not supplying them, so you, like Vanessa said, really need to start opening up to this guy because then, listen, you give him the opportunity to get better in the relationship. You apparently love him. You really can't see your life without him, so work on the relationship and see how it goes. The bottom line is you got to focus on this relationship before you even worry about that other guy. Absolutely. 100%. And I understand if the church thing, the religion thing is bothering you and all of a sudden there's this other guy who's actually really lines up with you religiously, I understand the temptation and think about you in those wedding photos and if that makes you want to throw up that's probably a sign. But beyond that, just worry about you and this current guy. Don't have that other guy play any role in this. As Mark has mentioned in the past, we don't like bench players, right? And you said right. something along the lines of you never want to have someone on your bench because that just means you already have half, half a foot out their door in the relationship. Yeah. Exactly. You already have one foot out. Half a foot out. Half, half a of, foot out. Half of your feet, which is one foot out of the door in the relationship. <laughs> That's some good math. <laughs> yep. Uh, from Anonymous, there was another manager on our team at work who I became close to. I developed feelings for him. I think he's developed feelings for me. The huge problem here is that he has a girlfriend. This is kind of the opposite of the last one. And I'm technically in a position above him at work, though he is a year older than me. So if we were to date, I'd really have to leave my job Mm. because I'm kind of his boss. I would never be the other woman, but I truly think I love him and I really don't want to. One, do you think he has feelings for me or am I making this up? Two, I can't be the other woman and I deserve someone who is crazy about me enough to pursue me. So how the heck do I get over him while having to see him every day? So I'm assuming from Anonymous that this guy's cheated on his girlfriend? I don't want to assume, but like if you're in love and you haven't had any physical interaction, mm. that's a big statement. Yeah, I truly think I love him. And I think judging said. by the depth of information we were given on this email, it sounds like he's in love with you. And it, 
That was sarcasm, Dude. by the way. Yeah. <laughs> because when the question is, do you think he has feelings for me, or am I making this up? We don't know. You like just missed yeah. three sentences. Four sentences, yeah. <laughs> we don't know his feelings for you, obviously. Unfortunately, we don't. And, but you keep referring yourself to as the other woman, which makes yeah. me think May- a mistress. Maybe the reason that you like him so much is because it's that forbidden love, and you're like, you've got to sneak around behind closed doors. I agree. And he's obviously still with his other girlfriend, even though he might be con- Listen, conveying yeah. feelings for you. I think if he was madly in love with you and he wanted to pursue a relationship with you, he would be manly enough to break up with his ex- with his girlfriend and start something new with you. And no woman should ever feel like the other woman or should feel like they're um, waiting around on sidelines for well, a guy. It goes both ways. I don't think a guy should ever feel like he's the other guy as well. No, I know. But, I know. But I'm in this situation, like, like, I don't want to be the other woman. She's like, I would never want to be the other woman. So I'm just saying. In this situation, I, if she is his superior at work and yeah. they got together, she says she would have to leave her job. First of all, just fire his ass. <laughs> <laughs> and then you can start dating him scot-free. It's easy. Yeah. It's amazing. Well, that's true. I didn't think of that. Good one, Dean. That's my advice. Uh, my but- advice is I think you got to I think you got to play it cool and wait it out. I don't I think agree. you want to yeah. mess with that relationship. No, especially yeah. if it involves work, it's, you know, you don't want to lose your position over a guy that you don't even know if you can have a relationship with him or you don't know him well enough to see if it could pursue into something greater. I so. agree. Don't overthink this. I always throw in stories of my life, but when I met Amy many, many years ago, she was dating someone else. I did ask her out. She didn't respond to me. She just kind of got embarrassed and looked away and whatever. Anyway, long story short, a couple of weeks later, they broke up. He broke up with her. Oh. oh. She thinks it's because maybe she was giving off vibes that she wasn't really into this yeah. anymore, but he did maybe. end it. But and I, hmm. you know, we didn't do anything beforehand. So that would be my advice is if though if you two are meant to be, it'll be. And if yep. those two are meant to be, it'll be. You love fate. I do love fate. You can't tell I with do. Fate. I yeah. don't know what it is. It's adorable. <laughs> But, I do. I believe in that too. I believe in timing. Everything. Ha- I. I totally agree with you, Mark. Mark, do you believe in predestiny? Like everything in the universe uh, is already planned out and is going to happen. I don't think I do, <laughs> but but I talk like I do sometimes. So maybe <laughs> I do. I don't know. I'm conflicted on that. But I think BB Rexa makes some strong points in that song with Florida Georgia Line. <laughs> Great song. <laughs> If it's meant to be. That's the one. All right. Another anonymous. I love the anonymous ones because they're usually a little bit more um, juicy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've been best friends with a girl for 14 years. This is a a woman anonymous. We met when I was 11. I hooked up with her brother once. Very PG, the hookup. Good. Before he had to move away. May of 2017, he paid for my trip to visit him for his birthday in August. I had the time of my life. My last night there, we slept together for the first time ever, but it wasn't all that great. I was disappointed that it wasn't the best. He is now deployed and planning on visiting in early October when he comes back from leave. He told me he wouldn't stop fighting for me. All of my past relationships have been long distance with a lot of false promises. My question is, should I try to date back home? Do I give him a chance and suck up the long distance and this fact that the sleeping together wasn't great? Or should I stay not dating and see what happens naturally? I don't think that she should use the not great physical chemistry... Uh, to discount the relationship. I think that sometimes your physical, uh, I guess, chemistry doesn't just take off right away. Right, I agree. And sometimes that can just be like a slow churn and you guys figure it out later on. Your first time can be a bit clumsy anyway, right? Oh, you don't course. know anything Buy about each nickel. other, what they like. You don't know anything. Right. So the first time's going to be a little not great. It might be amazing. Passionate. And that's awesome. Yeah. But I, don't, I wouldn't put too much in that. Right. Same. So does she wait for him? Yes. <laughs> 
October, huh? She waits for him. That's my opinion. Hold on. We're June? June. Are they in like... So I'm just repeating the email again. Is he... Did she think that he's deployed somewhere? He's deployed, he deployed and visiting in four months. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. We actually have a very... Uh, never mind. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think... Uh, I don't know. It's a really tough situation. Are they... Are you guys... <laughs> I know. Are they? Is this Anonymous boyfriend and girlfriend with wait, this no, brother? This is Anonymous, but it's... I thought... It, oh, so it's fine. Okay, hold on. Wait. I just want to get the facts straight. So he's deployed, visiting back in October. Is he leaving once again? Uh, that would be a factor. Yeah, it sounds yeah, it's like, like it's visiting. Visiting in early October. Yeah, so he's visiting. I think you. I don't know. I feel like she's using the excuse, or the anonymous is using the excuse of their the first time they hooked up not being their greatest as a reason to kind of shy away from the relationship because there are bigger factors involved. The fact that he's deployed and. You can't really start a relationship with someone that's only going to be coming down to visit you every couple of weeks. I don't think it's the healthiest of ideas. I'm one to totally support long-distance relationships. I, I kind of enjoy them, um, but not when a person doesn't know when and if they're coming back and for how long they'll be in town for. So. I guess my question is, have they been together since August? Is this uh, exclusive? That's the only question. Did they no, just hang I, out in I August? He, she Doesn't went to visit like him. They had sex. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Oh. They, yeah, no, go with it. I like it. <laughs> they did that one time, slept together. Now he's deployed. I don't think there's much of a foundation here, except he says, I will fight for you, but I don't think there's a foundation here. Yeah, so do you think it's really all that awful if she goes on other dates? Because I don't. I feel bad for the I don't guy. Think so. I don't I think feel, she should wait around. I feel like you, if who you, said that? Dean said that. Did you just say you wanted her, want her to wait? I want her to be open to the idea of seeing him again in October. I agree. And I, I do think that he may be, like, while being deployed, obviously I can't really put myself in that mindset, but no. he's probably clinging onto the re- relationship and romanticizing a little bit more than it is. Mm-hmm. And as someone that's deployed and serving his country, like, obviously it's great to have that thing to look forward to when you get back. Um but if they were never were if they never properly defined those rules or guidelines or anything before he left for that first deployment, it's kind of hard to say. Like she can't just put her life on hold for a possibility, in my opinion, especially if she doesn't I necessarily agree. feel the the spark. Well, physically at least. So maybe wait till he gets back in October, see what that's like. But like in the meantime, I would say like don't shy away from going on dates. Maybe, I agree. Yeah. Maybe don't like don't go put all out. Your eggs in one basket. Don't yeah. close yourself off. Somebody asks you out and you're interested in them, I'd go on a date with them. I feel bad for the guy because if he says I'm still fighting for you, that means he's probably got like her picture on his bunk or whatever. Probably, I would, I would tell the guy if I was her, I would be open to be like, God, I want to see you in October, but I can't put my whole my life on hold. Right. All right, let's see one more here. Uh, This is from Katie. First of all, she says I'm so happy for Jared and Ashley. Jared, my fellow Patriots fan. Yeah, hang up. We don't want to talk. Brady Brady reported to uh, mandatory minicamp today. Sorry, Brady. We're not going to be able to answer this one. A few weeks ago, when you were co-hosting with Vanessa, you mentioned that you never will fart in front of a girlfriend. (laughs) Are you still this shy in front of Ashley, or do you finally feel comfortable doing that in front of her? I didn't say I would never fart. I just said I hadn't really farted in front of a girlfriend. Have you in front of Ashley is the question. Not on purpose, I don't think. She said I farted in my sleep one time. Okay. Because we were talking about this the other day. Because she... She might not hold it back. Oh, you heard it here first, people. <laughs> Ashley's a farter. But so am I. Everybody is. Everybody is. And so, yeah, I've definitely farted in front of Ashley. Wow. Yeah, it's a big right. step, that right? a big step. I what about tonight, Jared? Let me know how it goes. Well, no, Vanessa, I'm not leaving the door open while I'm using the bathroom. All right, right. My next question. I'm saying just let it rip. 
Oh yeah, of course. I'll let it rip. Vanessa, but Vanessa, you open. leave the door open, door right? Open. I do. I can't. Uh, Is that a toilet? Respectful. Co-host from the phone one time, and she's and on the toilet. The she's whole already time. feeling comfortable yeah, enough. I had beans. One more question for from Katie. She says, "I finally convinced my daughter's nanny to go online dating. She's 23 and lives at home. What are your thoughts about traveling for the first date? Should the guy offer to come out to the suburbs or meet halfway? So I think basically, if she matches with the guy who lives in the city and she's 25 <laughs> minutes out in the suburbs, should she have to drive into the city or should she expect him to meet halfway or come to her? Is that a lot to expect um, on a first date? I mean, it depends. I'm the type of person, I like having my car and getting there on my terms. So in case it doesn't go as planned, I can always be like, oh, I got to go back home. And, you know, I don't have to stay, stick around for much longer. Scoot, scoot I right like out of there. I the luxury of having my car. I and do, I live 25 minutes away from the city, too. I do think for a first date, it's good to meet at a neutral location where you I both agree. get yourselves there. Agreed. So maybe someplace yeah. halfway. I think it's her. always halfway. Halfway right? is great. If he says you've got to come to me, then that's a bad uh, sign. Yes. Yeah, or, or maybe encourage him to go to you, but you still meet at a neutral location close to your house. Twenty-five minutes yeah. is not bad at all. Like that's well, that's we live pretty... in Los Angeles. Twenty-five minutes is basically around the corner. It's five yeah. miles. <laughs> Don't be like that guy. Sixty forty. You come oh, here. <laughs> come here. Sixty percent. All right. I was so I was driving last night around like six or seven p.m., which is just the worst time to drive in Los Angeles, and I put it into my maps because I didn't know where I was going, and it said eighteen miles, one hour and forty minutes. Oh. And what? I was like, oh why the heck do I live in this city? <laughs> oh, it's terrible. 18 miles, and it takes me an hour and 40 minutes. Where are oh, you brutal. going? From Venice to Glendale, I think. Venice to Glendale, yeah. That's Roughly, brutal. like Dodger uh, Stadium area. And back home in Montreal is not any better because we have terrible weather for the entire year. So the summers when all the construction is happening and they're building new bridges and they're building new highways and the streets are closed and then we have like all these bike races. So the city has been a disaster. There's orange cones everywhere in the city and it takes forever to get around but not as long as it would usually take in LA so if you take anything from this podcast don't live in Montreal and don't live in Los Angeles (laughs) pretty much no or LA well, let's just keep living where we're living. But the one thing we should keep doing, listening to this podcast. That's it. I don't know if we've gotten any five-star reviews that have roasted us yet because I've been looking. I haven't seen any. So if you're listening to this, this moment right now, jump on the podcast app on either iTunes or iHeartRadio, but probably iTunes. Give us five-star rating. Roast us in the comments. And if so the ro- to be those five stars, but in the... In the roast us. In just make fun of me, make, make fun, fun of Jared, okay. especially make fun of Vanessa if you feel so inclined. Duh. And we'll read it on air next week. Yes, it just has please. to be funny enough. It has to be creative, all that kind of stuff. But it has to be a five-star review five with star. a comment roasting us. Yes. And that's, that's, all, the caveat. that's all we ask for. It's simple. It's fun. No, it's it's not that bad. It takes literally four hours. No, it takes like 15 seconds to do. It takes 15 seconds. 15 seconds. Get your friends together. Have Far a less roast. than it is to drive from Venice to Glendale. Keep those emails coming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Keep those emails coming. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Favorite part. Um, please. I mean, obviously it's great to have the, uh, the, the uh, interaction in the Facebook group, but a lot of what we respond to on the podcast here is uh, through those emails. I suck at dating at iHeartMedia.com. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Help I suck at dating. Uh, all underscores between the words. Big thank you to Vanessa for taking the time to call in. Vanessa, we'll have to figure out your whole mic situation. Yep. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, a big thank you to Omaha Steaks for being just delicious, mm, nutritious, having best. variety. OmahaSteaks.com, keyword Dean. Yes, sir. Marky Mark. And big, big thank you to Beach Body on Demand for making yourself fit and look good and ready for summer. <laughs> Text Dean to 303030. Thank you so much. Um, thank you so much to the listeners as well, and thank you to Jared for just being just a swell guy all around. And, and being thank you to Dean and, for being amazing. Uh, well, thank you so much. And Easton 
for being Easton and Mark. And, yeah. By the way, you guys, if anybody has a chance to listen to the Scrubbing In podcast this week, Easton sings Hillary Duff songs because he's a massive Hillary Duff fan. And you really, that is worth your time. Hillary Duff, one of the few Disney Channel stars that has not had a public meltdown. So yeah. I respect her gratefully for, great right. for that. She's a great role model for people young and old. Oh, I like it. Were you a Lizzie McGuire fan? Big Lizzie McGuire fan. <gasps> what about the Hillary Duff movie? Or Lizzie McGuire was. movie? I don't yes. remember. Yeah. Lizzie McGuire movie is excellent. Great He's one. memorized her entire 2003 album, Metamorphosis. Her debut album. Oh, my what was goodness. The, what was the hit on that album? I so know. Yesterday was a big hit. <laughs> Why Not? Come Clean, which was the soundtrack to Laguna Beach. Fine. I, I know. Why Not? I think I remember. Oh, good God. What else do we have that we, well, maybe we'll wait to uncover yeah, a few more fun facts a, about these. Nice oh, little so tease many. for next week. They, it, honestly, thank you for sharing that. That's right, incredible. That was amazing. You're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and thank you again to the listeners for tuning in. Like I said, uh, five-star review. Give us a roast. We'll read it on air next week. Big thank you to Mark, Easton, Jared, Vanessa, me, Beachbody, Omaha. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of Help I Suck at Dating. Maybe next week we'll all suck a little bit less. Follow Help I Suck at Dating with Dean Unglert on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.